Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, wow, back-to-back episodes feels new and fun, huh? Today we have The Aquarium, which, fun fact, Lily actually wrote before the cinema for reasons I don't remember now, because when you live the pod life, all is a blur. Just like with the new crew, I am very excited to get to share these bonus episodes with you because Lily has done a terrific job with them. Having another writer on hand frees me up to do more things like all the other parts of producing the show, which was getting very tricky on my own. If you're doing a Hotel Halloween costume, please throw it up on social media. Join us in the Discord. Tag us. Add us. I already saw one fantastic Madam Hotel on Twitter, and I remember seeing a few last year as well. One last bit of business, I am making our behind-the-scenes making-of show We Made the Hotel available to our manager-tier patrons. That is eight hour-ish-plus episodes that have interviews with the cast, staff, and new crew, and Izzy, and Pacific, and me and Mark talking about how it all started. Five bucks gets you that, plus our entire ad-free back catalog, plus early access to our new episodes when those drop. For everyone listening, though, I am making public the special Hotel Halloween watchlist episode of We Made the Hotel I put together last year. It's an old one, so Mark is he-hemming me and calling me Travis, but it's a great episode and has a lot of cool, spooky movie and TV wrecks for hotel lovers. That is available on our YouTube channel. Check our socials for a link, and I will maybe track down that audio if I can and post it on the main feed, maybe? I don't know. Keep checking your app. See what happens later this week. That is it for this weekend. Enjoy the aquarium, and I will talk to you next week. The last rays of the sun catch my eye as I observe the shape the hotel has taken tonight. Bland marble floors define this lobby, sprawling out before me like a ballroom. My desk is marble as well, reflecting dim lights overhead as I peer onto its surface. There isn't much here tonight. My only company at the moment takes the form of a large fish tank, displayed in the middle of the room like an exhibit. 
The glass walls of its body stretch up from floor to ceiling. A piercing blue light radiates out from its form, covering the room in dappled patches of reflection. It certainly draws one's attention, I'll give it that. But my attention is demanded elsewhere as the bell over the hotel doors announces an entry with a loud chime. Duty calls. The guest drags herself in with an irritated scowl, tenderly rubbing her arm as she approaches my desk. Letting her luggage drop from her hands to the floor, she mumbles in complaint of a bruise, wiping sweat off of her head with the sleeve of her soccer jersey and showing me a purple mark that flowers above her elbow. I nod and smile sympathetically. Taking a black pen from the jar on my desk, she signs herself into the guest book. With a tap of the desk bell, I summon my lobby boy. He staggers out of the supply closet, momentarily glancing at the fish tank as he approaches the guest. Its veil of blue light paints his back while he picks up her carelessly overstuffed bags. She follows him to the elevators down the hall, still massaging her arm to soothe the injury. I doubt a bruise will be the worst of her complaints tonight. I watch the guest's form become a hazy silhouette before disappearing from the light of the aquarium. My eye wanders away from the hallway, drawn back to the glowing display in the center of the room, lured in by its starkness against the shadows. I feel myself move from my desk, sharp silver-tipped heels tapping sharply against the marble floor, sounding off an echo that travels throughout the lobby. My reflection comes into view as I observe the fish tank. Perfectly applied lipstick and neat hair, unblemished skin, a group of violet fish stir behind my face on the glass bringing my attention into the water. Their school flies through the tank, soaring through vibrant anemone and bright corals. I watch as more fish begin to join the group. They enter the open water eagerly from their nooks and crannies throughout the tank, distorting my reflection as their forms block the light. My reflection in the glass is surrounded by swirling flurries of fish, and I find myself surrounded inside the aquarium. Inside the aquarium. The stone entrance towers above me, decorated in plastic kelp and varied depictions of sea life. A worker on the other side of the aquarium's colorful carpeted floor rests his head in his palm as he leans on a wooden table, bags hanging heavy under his eyes. I make my way across and approach with a curt greeting and some simple questions. He exchanges the cash I hand him for a small paper wristband. He sighs as I leave, clearly dissatisfied with his desk job. I won't tell him it could be worse. Dozens of exhibits sprawl out around me. Countless people eagerly move from tank to tank, finding abundant joy in the displays. Parents and children, 
couples and individuals. All chatter loudly as they swarm around the room like flies. I feel a shove as a particularly excited group of people push me aside, rushing forward carelessly. I turn to watch them enter a hallway, tracing my gaze up to the sign hanging over it. Dolphin Performances, it advertises in bold orange lettering. The hallway slowly moves from sight as I walk away. I don't consider loud music and simple tricks for entertainment to be a worthwhile use of time. Passing several entrances, I spot a different hallway nearly hidden from view by a large tank of seaweed. I stand on the threshold observing the path. There aren't many people in sight, only a few littered from display to display. Perfect. Passing through the entrance, the lights dim overhead as I cross the floor, looking for something that catches my eye. Fish of various shapes and sizes fall behind me as I move forward, as uninterested in me as I am in them. But I pause as a soft light falls upon my face. Across the hallway, a cylindrical display reflects the white glow of countless jellyfish. The sheer number of them is incomprehensible. They float aimlessly in front of me, directionless, guided only by the movement of water inside the tank. Although I doubt they even know there's a tank at all. I lean over to examine the plaque in front of their exhibit. The description explains that though these jellyfish do sting, this variety can't pierce skin. An irritation at most, they remain helpless to nearly all predators. I almost find myself pitying them, but spare the inclination. There's no use in pitying the deaths of individual creatures when their uncountable numbers blur every loss together. They're all the same in the end. So I keep moving forward. Ahead, I spot another tank, carefully decorated with smooth rocks and golden corals. Three fish the size of dinner platters swim aimlessly throughout. A red spot darts in between them quickly. I lean in to get a closer look and watch as a small shrimp crawls across one of the larger fish a simple speck against its green scales. The shrimp itself is transparent, only noticeable by the distinct crimson marking across its back. I watch as it travels toward the fish's gaping mouth. Bound by duty, the shrimp navigates its way through rows of sharp teeth, cleaning obediently. It does so with a familiarity and routine that makes me wonder if the animal has been doing so ever since it came into this world. It makes me wonder if it's even possible for it to do anything else. The shrimp dives into another fish's mouth, quickly restarting the process again. In between the forests of teeth, I find myself unsure if it even notices its containment. Interrupting my thoughts, a huge snout pokes out of a cave in the coral near the shrimp, 
startling the smaller creature into retreat between the rocks. An eel slides out quickly in a long black chain, extending its body out fully to display its measure. Its mouth almost seems to scowl with fangs hanging like sickles. I don't flinch. As if offended by my lack of reaction, the eel arcs itself toward me. The two of us simply stare at each other, as neither party breaks eye contact. I feel as if there is a silent understanding. An understanding that we both can see each other, and we both can see the glass, but neither of us will ever be big enough to do anything about it. Hey, this is a brief ad break. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Thanks for listening. Now back to the hotel. We continue staring for a moment until a sudden shadow falls over the two of us, extinguishing the blue light that illuminates our forms. The eel immediately shrinks, cowering quickly into its hole in the corals. I look behind me, and the shadow has left, gone as quickly as it came. But I doubt the eel is emerging from its hole again anytime soon. There's one exhibit left here. A wall of glass. Behind it, thousands of fish swim through the sky-blue water, twisting and weaving around each other as they navigate the artificial current. Something stirs in the sand below them. An octopus shifts itself out of the ground. The creature's body glows with blue circlets as it carries itself across the sand with multiple arms. I look at the sign next to the tank. Blue ringed octopus, it informs me. Highly venomous, it says. A shark swims past the animal and I can't help but feel a sense of amusement at which creature people seem to fear more. A judgment of simple appearance, fearing only that which bears its fangs and looking past the unassuming. Perhaps they find the decorated appearance of the octopus alluring, drawn to it, like finding comfort in a loving tone or a sense of safety in a pretty face. An assumption like that can leave you paralyzed on the floor, gasping for air. Vomiting foul bile while poison overtakes your nervous system, flooding into your veins like water through a broken dam. And by the time you've noticed something is terribly wrong, it's too late. Your lack of planning, your lack of alertness has failed you. Trapped inside the body that once held you, as it becomes a crumbling tomb. The feeling of pooling water at my feet interrupts my thoughts. 
A small lake of water has risen to cover almost an inch of my silver-tipped heels. My mouth turns with a displeased frown at the lack of maintenance. Someone should be here to mop it up already. I immediately turn to look down the hall, instinctively calling for a man that isn't there. In fact, no one is. The once scarcely populated hall is now completely devoid of visitors. Solitary, save for its aquatic residents and me. I move down the hall, trudging step by step through the heavy water as it quickly rises to my waist. I fix my eye on the end of the hallway, fastening my determination to a point in sight, hooking my conviction on that purpose. But as I turn my thoughts away from the water swelling below me, I feel its cold hands gently grasp my neck. My defiance, my refusal to acknowledge the depths does nothing to keep it from eagerly consuming my form. The sea rises whether I'm looking or not. My gaze is broken from the end of the hallway, blocked by the turning waves rising over my head. A current pulls me off my feet and I feel myself sink. As I tumble beneath the surface, my breath begins to pound against my lungs, begging for release like a trapped bird in a cage. It hits against my chest, a hammer to my bones that strikes again and again until... I break. The water pushes itself through my nose and mouth, swelling inside of me. I swim upward, I hope. My desperate hand feels for air, but it only meets the ceiling, the lid to my container. I look around for any other exit, any escape, but there is none. Instead, I see the space where the wall to the fish tank once was, now gone. A flurry of small, colorful minnows circled my legs. The shark passes behind me, watching me with one eye, its mouth curled into a grimace, a mockery of my own expression. I claw at the water while it sinks me from the inside, keen to drag my body down like an anchor on a sinking ship. As my vision and limbs start to fail under the weight, I see the octopus once again. Pressing a tentacle against something in front of it. Something I can't quite see in my blurring vision. I gather whatever strength remains in my body and push myself forward. My fingers press firmly against a wall. A glass wall. On the other side, I see the aquarium. The water on the opposite side has drained. People walk through the hallway peering into the exhibits from their dry, safe positions. A woman turns from her examination of a nearby tank and folds her hands behind her back as she brings herself to stand in front of me. A grin spreads across her face like a crescent moon, blue dress reflecting the iridescent glow of the tank. I hit the walls with weak fists, Lungs burning like fire despite my watery confinement. My vision darkens further and turns my surroundings into a near-pitch-black void. 
countless fish circle me, indifferent to my sinking state, but the woman's eyes don't leave me once. Through her bloodied face, they shine like endless, piercing starlight. My lungs ache one last time as they give in, succumbing to my watery grave. And as my vision fades to black, I hear the distant sound of muffled, elated laughter. My fists fall into soft, open palms, and the last thing I am aware of is my head drifting to rest against the cold, hard glass. My lobby boy stares at me from the other side of the aquarium glass, distorted by hundreds of gallons of salinated water. I put one hand on the tank and the other on my heart, regulating myself. He cranes his head around the corner of the glass, eyes full of concern, but safe and dry in the lobby. I drag my hand off the cold glass and hold it out to reassure him as my senses return to me. He nods, but keeps one wary eye on me as he resumes his duties. He picks his mop up out of the bucket, applying it to a small puddle forming at the base of the fish tank. Through the glass, I watch the fish disperse, revealing my reflection once again. The perfectly applied lipstick has smeared, a trail of red sliding down my mouth from oozing cracked lips. Aching skin stretches and tears it seems to reveal gray flesh pulled taut around my face. I put a hand up to adjust my once neatened hair, and a clump tangles out into my fingers, white, writhing maggots intertwined like clownfish in an anemone. I look back to the puddle on the floor, leaking freely from underneath the tank. A reminder... My hands fold neatly behind my back. I'm out of the water now. Never submerged. Never breathless. Yet somehow, as I slowly decay on my side of the glass, I can't get rid of the lingering feeling that I'm still drowning. The Hotel was created and produced by Travis McMaster and Mark Witten, starring Kelly Ninaltowski as the manager, Mark Witten as the lobby boy, Graham Rowett as the owner, and Krista Lewis. Music by Lauren Picorni, West Rodri, and special guest composer Zach Tatum Drake. Produced by Pacific Obadiah. And written by Lily Bensinger.